Hello, and welcome to episode 47. Today, we're talking all about water birth, the pros, the cons, and some birth stories. Okay, quite a few birth stories, because once Bonnie and I got started, we couldn't stop. Hello, and welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey, and we're homeschooling moms to a combined total of 18 children. We know firsthand that motherhood is full of crazy chaos and overwhelming obligations, but it should also be full of love and laughter. Regardless of where you are on your journey, come join us as we work together to find joy in the chaos of motherhood. Okay, so water birth. Yes, we're going to be talking about water birth today. And before we jump into that, Bonnie has uh, an email that we received to read to you for a review, and I've got a little humor segment. Yes, we are always so grateful for your reviews that you leave us on iTunes, but we equally love hearing from you in DMs and emails, so thanks so much. This one says, Audrey and Bonnie, thank you for the episode about survival times. I was feeling so down on myself, wondering why I couldn't get myself together. Then I listened to this episode and thought, well, I have a four-month-old baby. We just did a large and draining two-week family vacation, and my house is under major construction. Maybe that's a good time to give myself some grace, like you said. Thanks for the inspiration and confidence in me. Oh, we love that. (laughs) Absolutely. Give yourself some, give yourself some grace and some space to let things settle down. Yes. That is one of my top episodes I recommend to people when they're having a really, really hard time. It's probably because they're going through a survival time. So go listen to that one. (laughs) Okay. So today I have a funny thing that one of my kids, my two-year-old, she has been got this little line stuck in her head that she keeps repeating over and over again. Do your kids ever do that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh It's usually something really annoying. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, this was really annoying. And today, (laughs) so she's been saying, hello, my name is Bobby Joe. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) For days on end. And yes, I don't share my kids' names publicly on the internet and all that, but her name is not Bobby Joe. (laughs) Where did she get that from? I don't know. And she's been saying it for days and days, walking around the house. Hello, my name is Bobby Joe. So yes, I did break down and yell at her today. Your name is not Bobby Joe. <laughs> That's awesome. And she ran away offended, crying. And I was like, oh, brother. Way to go, mom. Well, I do have to tell you that when you posted, so on Instagram, if you guys haven't seen, Audrey a little while ago posted a cute, darling little um, poem that her two-year-old recited. And I showed my kids, they wanted to watch it about a hundred times. They thought it was the cutest (laughs) thing they'd ever seen about her little blanket poem. So so in the meantime, that's been circulating my house. My kids keep repeating it. My 12-year-old has come up with like two or three variations that are not very nice <laughs> have to do with bodily functions and other things. But I guess he's being creative and rhyming. I don't know. Oh my I thought word. you'd appreciate that. But I thought that was the cutest thing I'd ever seen. That is oh, so cute. <laughs> um, all right. So we're assuming if you're listening to this episode on water birth that you want to know more about water birth or you've had a water birth or... Um, you're, you're okay with this topic. We are going to be sharing a lot of birth stories, water birth stories in this episode. So if that's not your thing, talk to you next week, right? 
Right. Right. And as all things, you know, birth, just like we talked about potty training, there's often so much comparison and and um, sometimes some bad feelings when births didn't turn out the way we had expected or had hoped. So I hope there's none of that. None of those feelings emerge when we're talking. We just want to share something that's really passionate. We're really passionate about one of our favorite ways to give birth and uh, share some more information. Yes. And um, if you want more information, if you're looking for more specific information about water birth, um, I totally recommend Water Birth International. We'll link it in the show notes. It's waterbirth.org. And it's an amazing um, website, just full of information, everything you could possibly want to know about water birth from a positive standpoint. Because if you type in water birth on Google, um, you're going to get a bunch of medical sites returned first. And that might not be the kind of information you're looking for. If you're trying, I know that when I had my first water birth, I was looking for information to help um, spread to my family who was kind of unsure about this weird thing that I had. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was appreciating waterbirth.org as a point to, to send them and say, hey, go check this out. So... Okay, that's cool. I don't know that I have ever been on that website. Maybe when I was first doing my first water birth like 10 years ago, but I'm going to go check that out. Oh, you really should. What's, you know, what's really cool is um, that lady is her, she's based out of um, somewhere in Oregon that was close enough that I actually got to meet that lady and rent um, for our first three water births. We rented our birth tub from her. Her name's Barbara. Yeah, her name's Barbara Harper, and she's an amazing advocate for water birth. So, oh, that's really cool. Hmm. You're famous. (laughs) <laughs> She's famous. I just know her. <laughs> okay, so to start off, we're going to just share um, each of our general overview experiences with water birth. Um, so mine look like this. I've had four babies in the water. Three were at home. And funnily enough, the first one, uh, my very first water birth, very first natural birth was done without a midwife present. It, w- it wasn't meant to be that way. <laughs> It just worked out that way, which is kind of a funny story. But um, and then the, and then there was so three at home, and then one at a birth center. And those births spanned the years of 2009 to 2019. So over the last ten years, I've had those four water births. <laughs> That's funny. I also have a water birth. This isn't one of the short stories I'm going to share, um, but I also have a water birth that happened too quickly for the midwife to get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and I have um, eight water births out of my nine children. Um, they were at home, home births, um, in the water from 1998 to 2019. Audrey, I shouldn't say this, but I graduated high school in 1998. (laughs) I'm like a pro at this now. (laughs) Yeah, you you got this down. (laughs) Seriously, 20 years. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I guess it's something I obviously believe in since I've been doing it for 20 years, right? Yes, yes. I love that. And that means you are going to have tons and tons of information for us to share with our listeners. So we're going to start off with a few of the pros of water birth. Um, the number one that I thought of was comfort. Water helps me immensely when I am in labor. It helps any pain, any anxiety I'm feeling. But I'm a big water person too. Some people don't love being in the water as much as I do. Um, and so that you know, it's totally a personal thing. But I love it. Being in the ocean or the bathtub or the uh, lake or pool just makes me feel so comfortable and weightless. And it's especially helpful when you're nine months pregnant and feeling achy and huge. And it just feels so great to float. 
Um, I feel like unlike any other coping strategies, water has helped me uh, during labor. Um, Another pro is it's easy to do at home. You can rent a tub or you can just use your own tub if you have a big one. Uh, It's fairly easy to do in a hospital or birth center, depending on on the location. And then it also tends to keep away those unnecessary interventions. So like, for example, continuous fetal monitoring, there's some some pros and some cons to that. Um, And if you're looking to keep those interventions at bay, being in the water is very helpful because they can't mess with you as much. (laughs) Cervical checks, that sort of thing. Yes, yes. I totally agree with all of those. Um, In fact, and starting off with what you said about being in water when you're pregnant. In fact, that is my chosen form of activity when I'm pregnant is swimming laps. Now, I, I say swimming. That's, you know, kind of a loose form, more like a beached whale <laughs> flopping around. But anyway. <laughs> Getting out I get of the my, pool. That's what's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get my heart rate up and get some blood flowing around anyway. Yeah, it's my total, total favorite thing when I'm pregnant and not too water. So yes, water birth is more relaxing. Um, you have greater mobility in the water. So Yes, you are hugely pregnant, but you have more like because the weight of that is taken off the weight of the pregnancy and gravity is not fighting against you so much. You have greater mobility. So what this means during birth is you can get into um, positions easier or you can move around and kind of, you know, if the baby is not advancing or progressing, um, move it, that movement, that moving around will kind of dislodge it and get it down there faster. Yeah, definitely. I I don't know how long I could squat at nine months pregnant trying to get a baby out, but you can kind of do it indefinitely in a pool. It's just very lightweight and able to move around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For me, total um, less tension and anxiety as well Um, in the water. You're just like you enter the water. It's the warmth. It's the taking off of gravity. For me, um, with my varicose veins, some of that pain goes away in the water. And it's just, yeah, just kind of like a relaxing space. Um, Pain relief is definitely um, in the water. You experience less pain for whatever reason. You only have to um, deal with the expansion of your body and your cervix instead of the downward pressure as well. It's not as much. Um, labors actually um, progress faster with, in a water birth than otherwise. The mother conserves more energy because she's not um, fighting against the pain or you know dealing with the pain as well as, um, but she's more relaxed in the water. She conserves energy for that final push. Um, like you said, less, less intervention, fewer drugs in water births. Um, it's kind of a private space that the mom has. Like this is, I always feel like when I'm in the water birth and those those wall in the water in the tub and those walls are around me. I feel like this is kind of like my space to do my thing and nobody's going to enter my space. And um, that's, you know, like I can really focus and get down to the task of birthing a baby in the water. You know, I've never thought about it that way, but you really have a point. And I noticed in my last uh, birth, um, I was at a birth center and the midwives were very conscious of that being my space and they would come over and tap me before they like did anything to me. They would ask my permission to put their, so like the water was almost like the bubble, right? They'd ask permission before they put their hands in the water to check me or monitor the baby. And I loved that. And I'd never thought about it in that way, but I, I really enjoy that. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So women have fewer tears to their pelvic floor when they're giving birth in water because you spend, you know, how when you're in a swimming pool and you get out and your fingers are all, you know, they look like raisins. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because they're, your skin's all stretched out. Well, that is happening too to your pelvic floor when you're in water. So way fewer tears. And if there is tears, they're much less severe because of the time that you spent in the water. Another huge pro is um, the water birth is actually a much easier transition for a baby into the world than coming out into air because they have been inside liquid inside of you and they come out and they're still inside liquid and you don't often see that whatever that reflex is called where they fling their arms back, you know, like they feel like mm-hmm. they're following mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't often Re- yeah, see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're in water because they're they're just expanding, unfurling mm-hmm. <laughs> slowly. And it's kind of like a flower slowly opening. It's a beautiful thing to see a baby born in water. And then um, my final one, we talked a lot in episode five. I talked a lot in episode five about preparing kids for a new sibling um, by having them at the birth. And a water birth is really, really a less graphic birth for a kid um, to be at from my teenage sons down to my little shy two-year-old. They're just not scared when mom's in the water. Water is a friendly thing to them and it's less graphic and they they can do it. They can be there. So anyway, that's one of my pros of water birth. Yeah, totally. And in addition to that, any squeamish husbands. (laughs) If a husband has to sit down during birth or doesn't handle blood. Water births for you. <laughs> yeah. My husband happens to be the opposite. The one birth he was the most excited about was the one I'll talk about later, the water birth that wasn't, because he was going to actually get to see what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> he likes that stuff. Huh? Okay. So moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about the cons of water birth because they are definitely not for every birth uh, or every mom. So they're definitely not for high risk births because of, like we mentioned, the restrictions in monitoring. So if your baby needs to be monitored nonstop or you need to be monitored nonstop, being in the water is not a great idea. Um, if the water and the tub are not cared for properly, they, it can uh, introduce some infection. So um, midwives often get pretty strict instructions for how to care for the water. And if you leave it, if you leave the water in longer than, um, you know, the day you give birth or whatever, you have to care for it and make sure that there's no, no bacteria growing in there. Um, and it can also be difficult sometimes to find a hospital that will allow it. So if you're not looking at home or birth center birth, finding a hospital that is friendly to water birth is not always as easy as you might hope. And often they'll let you labor in the tub, but they won't let you actually give birth in the tub, which is kind of mm-hmm. lame in my opinion to labor there and then have to climb out and transition yeah. and get in a bed. Yeah, like, make you oh, get out. Yeah. Who wants mm-hmm. to do that, right? Not happening. Um, <laughs> and then the final uh, warning about a danger of water birth is to be aware of overheating. So oftentimes you're in a tub that's quite warm and oftentimes in a warm room that's all closed off and private, um, you can get dehydrated pretty quickly. And most midwives know to keep you hydrated and make sure you're going to the bathroom regularly. But this actually happened to my sister. She wanted to do a a water birth in a birth center and she got too dehydrated and it stalled labor and she had to go to Hmm. the hospital. So that's just something to be aware of that it's very easy to lose those fluids quickly. You wouldn't think of that when you're in water. Right. Yeah. Right. Because your water is everywhere, but you actually have to get it in your body because you're sweating it out. Right. Right. So some cons of water birth that I thought are uh, for us personally are um, the family can't see as much like that's a pro 
if the kids are squeamish, but it's also a con if they want to see. Um, another thing about a con of water birth is on some of my water births, um, some of my earlier births, I lost a lot of blood and you can't really tell how much blood is lost when it's in water. And then there is also the logistics of getting a tub and um, putting it in a place in your house, if you're having a home birth, that can support the weight of the water in the tub. That's something they have to keep in yeah. mind. Yeah. And and really hope there's not going to be a leak if you're like on a second story apartment or something. <laughs> that could be <laughs> catastrophic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I suppose that a con my husband might... Um, say is draining it and you know dealing with the water afterwards but that's never been my part so you know that's agreed. his problem my, agreed. my husband we make jokes about it sometimes he's like oh well that tree in the backyard that's a really good fertilized tree because that's where all your birth water went <laughs> it would be <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to head into our story section. We have a few water birth stories to share with you guys, just because I think that the personal experience of understanding how it goes for some people can be really beneficial if you're facing a potential water birth or thinking about doing it yourself. Um, And birth stories are the best, aren't they? (laughs) Oh, yeah. My favorite. (laughs) My first water birth was with my third child, and she was going to be my first natural birth. Uh, I have all kinds of crazy stories of birth I've done about every birth you can imagine. But so the first one that I wanted to do uh, without any uh, drugs was I decided to do at home, and I wanted to do it in the water. So the the crazy thing was because I'd never felt the full birth scenario. I'd been medicated before. I never knew what it felt like to go from early labor to late labor to transition to birth. I didn't know how close I was getting, and I didn't want to be that lady that called the midwife and she just hung out at my house for a day, you know. <laughs> so I waited till the last minute to call her, and she was actually really close to me. But I said, "Hey, I think I'm." I'm getting in the water now. I think it's about time. She goes, okay, I will walk my dogs and I'll be right over. And she came maybe 30 minutes later, about two minutes after the baby had been born. (laughs) So that's how quick it was. I got in the water, you know, calmed down and started to feel the urge to push. But again, I had no idea what it was. I tell people, this is a little TMI, but I tell people it kind of felt like explosive diarrhea. <laughs> like my <laughs> insides were going to explode. And and it was totally un- involuntary because I wasn't doing any pushing. It was just my body saying, it's time, which just goes to show how relaxed and you know ready I was. So mm-hmm. I did like two or three pushes and out she came. My husband caught her and we were like, what now? <laughs> and then, and, you know, she, you know, it was about five seconds before she cried and we're like, come on, breathe, come on, you know. And then the midwife walked in the door. But that was really, really empowering for me because it was my first first natural birth. And also I did it all by myself. So I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is pretty amazing. My midwife always says, uh, or she's told us after the one that came before she got there, she said those fast, really fast water births where the baby comes before she's there. She doesn't really worry about those too much because um, the baby's usually okay when they yeah. come out really fast like that. It's yeah. when there's yeah. a stall in the labor that, you know, right. you kind of when start they could get stuck the or there's a problem. Yeah. Right. True. Okay, so I'm going to share my first water birth story too. Um, and <laughs> granted, this has been 20 years ago, so <laughs> 21 years so ago. So was this your firstborn then? Your firstborn yes. was your first water birth? Okay. Yes. Yes, this is our firstborn. And we lived about 45 minutes away from the closest hospital. So we had to do some convincing on both our family and um, finding a midwife that was okay with us being that far away on our first one because we didn't have any... Um, any History. proof that you could do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we found this one really awesome midwife and she was like, yeah, we, we can do this. Women have been doing this for years out in the frontier and no, 
no other women or midwives or anything anywhere. We've got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we um, rented, we drove down to Waterbirth International and we rented a tub, got it home, set it up. <clears throat> when I was in labor, see my, your first labors are longer usually than your subsequent ones. So when I went into labor, we set up the tub and filled it. And that took a couple hours, I think, to get it set up and labored. And I was just, you know, walking around during that time. And it just feels so amazing to get into the tub <laughs> once you're there. And we, um, for this birth, we lived in a little tiny 10 by 70, maybe trailer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was like the whole thing was just our little birth story going on right there. <laughs> and it was just my husband and I and um, our midwife and her assistant and my sister was there for the birth too. And um, I don't know, it was like, that was the point where, I, I know I've seen this quote before, but it was like, that was a point where I was born, you know, at, with every mm. birth, a mother and a baby is born with the mm. firstborn. And I, like, I just, that was such an amazing, powerful experience because like I came into who I am too. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so mm -hmm. I love that. And I, f I felt the same way about my third birth. My first two, I, I kind of almost felt like something was taken from me because they did not go the way I'd anticipated and everything was kind of done to me instead of me being the person who birthed the baby, you know? So to have that yeah. experience was so empowering. That was the first word I thought, wow, I feel so powerful. You know, I just did that. And, and yeah. I'll add that to a pro of water birth is that um, if you have a desire to catch your baby, it's a whole lot easier when you're just kind of tight and private in that little tub yeah. than if you're sprawled out on a bed somewhere. Oftentimes the providers are in a better position to, to catch that baby and be the first one to hold it. But I love that. I love being able to grab my baby as it's coming out of my, the birth canal. I just thought that was fascinating. Have you? Have you caught some of your babies? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Oh, and isn't that I, like the most powerful thing in the whole is. world? It is. And I will say also, one of my midwives mentioned this too, that just instinctively on one of my births, I reached down and like, you know, helped the baby emerge. And she said, I've found that when moms feel that urge, they often help themselves stretch and get that baby out in a position, in a comfortable position. And that there's fewer tears that way too, because they're like oh, guiding yeah. the baby out instead of just having a doctor or a midwife like shoving on them, you know, they know what yeah. feels good and what, where they can stretch. And so it was pretty, pretty fascinating. Yeah. I have delivered, let's see, one, two, three, four. The one that came so fast, I, I didn't even know he was coming. And <laughs> so nobody caught him. Yeah. Get back here. I think I've caught six wow, of that's my babies. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to think about that and verify. Yeah. Yeah. So my next story, I'm just going to combine two of them. Uh, two of my, so after the first home birth, we had the, the twins, we went back to the hospital for them. And then we had two more home births, home water births in a row and they were fantastic. Um, and they were also very, very quick. And so one suggestion I'll say for anyone who's planning one in the future is to make sure your tub is set up ahead of time. And the minute you feel any labor happening, start that tub, right? Like, you know, yeah. unless it's maybe your first baby, your first baby, you have time, right. but <laughs> just a quick story of one of them was, uh, my son, he, he was very late as all my babies are. And I decided I was going to take castor oil that time. My midwife was okay with it. And she told me how to prepare it and what to do and to call her when I took it so that she could, you know, kind of watch the clock. So I took it that morning. It was a Saturday morning and, um, just kind of put her in around the house feeling crampy and the effects of castor oil set in. And then about three hours after that started happening. So no, no actual labor, just going to the bathroom. 
my water broke fast and hard. And 55 <laughs> minutes later, he was out. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> it was like so intense. Yeah. People were like, well, that's nice. It was so fast. I'm like, really? Have you ever gone from zero to 10 centimeters in an hour? <laughs> it was not pleasant. <laughs> but I was Ooh. so glad. I was so glad, number one, that I was home. And number two, that the tub was up and ready to go. Because yeah. actually, now that I say that, I think it was maybe only half full when I gave birth to him because we didn't have time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like pushing him out and people are still pouring hot water in the tub. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. But yeah, that is the bonus yeah. to being at home. You don't have to go anywhere. You won't have a baby in a car. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I wasn't going to tell this story, but here's a, a bonus. <laughs> water birth uh, was my son that came before the midwife did. Um, same thing. It was, I, I was kind of off and on having labor and I couldn't tell if I was in labor or not. So I had been having some false labor and I was so frustrated. I said, I'm just going to go to bed. And if it's serious, it'll wake me up, wake me up. And if not, I'll still be here in the morning sleeping. Yeah, At least yeah. I'll get some sleep. So I woke up at midnight and I was like, oh my goodness, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I called my midwife and she's like, okay, I'm jumping in my car right now. And um, there had been some flooding. And so she had to go around on back roads. It took her about two hours to get here. And he oh, was boy. born about 10 minutes before she got here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so what happened was my husband got, um, my husband and I, I got my husband up and I said, hey, uh, you need to fill the birth tub. And he's like, how do you know? <laughs> Shut up and get up. I've done this top. before. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yes, this was number seven. So he's up and he's he's not he's kind of groggy and he hooks up the hose and he's filling it up with hot water. But we have two water heaters, one are on our upper level and one on our lower level, and he can't. Um, get it filled with by emptying the upstairs water heater. So he says, go downstairs and get some pots and fill them up and put them on the stove. So here I am in labor, <laughs> filling four gallon pots and hefting them across the kitchen onto the stove to warm them up, which is probably what made the labor go so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> so in it, so then he gets up my son, our, our teenage son, who was, I don't know, 16 at that time or something. And he says, go downstairs and let, relieve your mom from <laughs> hauling water. <laughs> uh, you are so, a tr true pioneer mom, Audrey, hauling water uh, in labor. No. So I get up there and I get in the tub and it was about half full and my son starts bringing up these um, pots off the stove because they're warm enough and he dumps one in and he goes back down to get another one. He brings it up and he dumps it in and I feel this, by that time I was in the tub and he dumps it in. It was this, you know, flush of warm water around me from the four gallons that he dumped in and I said, Oh, that feels nice. And then I said, oh, <laughs> Just yeah. because here, here he was coming. And so my husband, he turned around and he's grabbed for the phone because um, I had called the midwife about 10 minutes earlier. And I said, uh, where are you? And she's like, I'm 15 minutes away. Call me if you start pushing. So I said, okay, yeah, whatever. So they can tell by your voice, you know, how far mm -hmm. along you are. <laughs> so my husband turns around and he's scrambling for the phone and he hears me say, you know, and he's trying to punch the numbers and dial and he hears me say, hey, it's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Look what we have here. <laughs> and my son at the bottom was at the bottom of the stairs and he heard the baby cry and he's like, well, I guess I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So it was just you, just you two. Well, you yeah, and your husband well, and your son. 
Yeah, we had woken up um, one of our teenage daughter and she had put woke up one kid and put him on the bed and she was out of the room to get another one. So there was one mm. kid laying on the bed. So only one kid actually observed that birth. <laughs> uh, but just then my husband got the midwife on the phone as he, the baby was crying his first cry. And she says, I'm 10 minutes away. I'll be right there. It sounds great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's funny. So the story I was going to, the story I was going to share before that one popped into my mind was this, a story about the water birth that wasn't. So sometimes you really want to give birth in the water and it just doesn't work out. And what happened um, on this water birth, what this water birth that wasn't was my daughter had her, um, this was number eight. She had her fists up by her head, by her ears. And we know this because um, when the midwife actually checked me one time and she said, oh, now I don't feel head anymore. I feel a hand. She has her hand on top of her head. (laughs) So she wouldn't descend down the birth canal. And when I would get in the water, I was actually relaxing too much or she wouldn't, she wouldn't move down the birth canal at all. So the midwife said, I'm sorry to tell you this, but some, but I don't think you're gonna be able to have water birth or, you know, unless you can make it back in, in time. But, um, Sometimes it helps to move the baby to jostle them around if you do stair laps, go up and down mm. stairs while you're in labor. So, yes, I did about a hundred stair laps while <laughs> I was in labor with that little stinker. And by the end, my legs were so tired that my husband was holding me up under one arm, and my big, huge teenage son was holding me up under the other oh arm because I couldn't hold myself up anymore. My legs were so tired from basically yeah. exercising my whole labor. And so I sat on the birth stool, and my husband, afterwards, I learned this. He motioned to my teenage oldest, our oldest daughter, and he said, Make sure you get this on video. This is the only one we're ever going to get to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so did you, so did you get a video of it? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's and awesome. my husband is such a jerk. He likes to play it backward. Show me <laughs> backward. And that is the most cruel thing you can do a so woman. Is show the baby going back in? <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't ever do that, that to a woman. sounds horrible to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Exit only. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, there I had, is no go, no U-turns. Yeah, right, right. So I had an almost water birth too. Um, so my second to last baby, and I've told this story multiple times about uh, the. So it's our same baby. It's- oh. Yeah, that's two. You're two year old. Okay, see, stinkers. <laughs> um, I had a placental abruption. I was, you know, late and started bleeding. So I, I went to the hospital. My midwife met we, met me there. Because um, if you're not familiar with home birth, uh, every midwife, usually most home birth midwives uh, partner with a, a an MD so that if there is yep. a complication or a concern, she can talk to him or you can go see him or her and, and they can figure out if you're still okay to have a home birth. So I went to go get checked out at the hospital because it was a considerable amount of blood. And um, they checked me out and they said, we don't really know what's going on. We're assuming it's a placental abruption, mm-hmm. which means it's just a little tear or a big tear in the placenta, or it starts to come off of the uterine wall. Um, and sometimes it's not a big deal and sometimes it's catastrophic. So, you know, obviously I was being monitored and in the hospital, you know, the plan had been a home birth in the water and in the hospital, my midwife said, well, what, what's your opinion to the doctor? And he said, well, if you really want to give birth at home, you can try. (laughs) And I remember thinking, I don't think that's a great idea. And the midwife's like, I don't think that's a great idea either. And again, like you mentioned that one of the cons of water birth is that you cannot monitor the blood loss. And so I did decide to stay at the hospital. And as soon as I made that decision, I really felt a lot of peace. I knew it was the right decision for that birth. And interestingly enough, I was able to see how they measure blood loss in the hospital and they put you on 
like these big chucks pads and then they measure them or they weigh them. Hmm. So they, huh. they pull them off, weigh them, you know, take off the weight of the pad itself and then they add it up. So they could tell um, once I was done giving birth that I needed apparently two units of blood. So I got a transfusion after that huh. because they were able to tell how much I'd lost. But that was a big concern. And my midwife said, if this continues when we go home, we're just going to come right back because that's always something that they watch out for is blood loss in the tub because it just just starts to look red and then it, it, that can be scary. Yeah. So anyway, the, just a, an example of how things don't always work out the way you anticipated. But um, if you listen to that mom's intuition, you can make the best decision for you and your baby. Yes, absolutely. So I wanted to, I did count up while you were talking. I have caught um, seven of my babies. Oh, awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so the midwife caught the one that didn't come out in water. <laughs> so did she, she end up coming first. out with her arms up then with her hands still up? Yeah. My husband has oh, slowed ouch. that one down enough and gone back and forth that she did not have her hands up there when oh, she, she came okay. out. Cause that no. would have not been fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the other one I didn't catch was the one that came so fast that I didn't even know he was coming. <laughs> but the rest, um, and then the first two my husband caught. So that's, let's see, that's four I didn't catch. Nine missed four. Five. I have caught five. <laughs> I can count. But I did want to tell the story of the first water birth that I did catch one of my children because that was like one of the most powerful experiences in my entire life. So um, this was my third. And um, my husband had caught the first two because we wanted him to. to. That was just our, our part of our birth plan. And so on the first two, he was in the tub with me so that he could catch the baby. And um, I would kind of he, he was supporting me, you know, I'd have my arms around his neck and on his shoulders and he'd be holding me up and supporting me, but then he could catch the baby. Well, on the third one, it was somehow different. He hadn't gotten in the tub yet. And, um, I was starting to feel pushy and I was holding onto him in such a way that he couldn't really adjust himself. And, um, to be there to get his arms in, to catch the baby. So, um, I said to the midwife, I you know, we're explaining this to her that he couldn't move his arms to catch it. And she's just quietly was sitting back and she says, well, Audrey, why don't you try to catch your own baby? <laughs> and I was like, just blown away by this thought that I could maybe possibly catch my own baby. So um, I said, well, I'll try, but somebody else better be there to catch it if I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then there is nothing quite as powerful as the feeling of birthing the head and reaching down and feeling mm -hmm. the hair and the little face, if they're in the proper position, the little face is kind of pointing backward and just feeling the back of this head with your hand and then having the urge to push and just feeling this thing slide out into your hands and <laughs> grabbing it and pulling it up to your chest. And oh my goodness, it's, it's the most powerful thing that I've ever done in my life is just catch and birth my own babies. And I, I just love it so much. I, I wish that every woman could have that huge, powerful experience. I mean, like, you know, you have a lot of endorphins and things when you give birth, but I think after that first birth and after every birth where I've caught my own child, it's been like, I'm superwoman. I can yes. do anything now because I have caught my own child. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. You know, I was recently looking at uh, pictures of po some post-birth pictures and I realized that the pictures of me with with Finn, the one that was the really lightning fast birth, were some of my favorites. And I was realizing just now as you were talking that it's because he was the first one that I caught. I think mm. in previous times, I, I'd either been in the hospital and not really encouraged to reach down and get in the way, or um, it was that first water birth and I was just kind of overwhelmed, you know, didn't know what to do. And um, But that one, yeah, I think there's a 
variety of things that um, catching your own baby does. Number one, it, it fills you with that that sense of power. Like I didn't need anybody here, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> l- like my hospital, my earlier hospital births, and you can have wonderful hospital births too, but some of mine were not particularly wonderful. And I remember feeling like I had been that my baby had been delivered, as they say. But mm, when I right. gave birth at home, I felt as if I had birthed that baby. That you know, the verbiage mm. was very different. That I was the one yes. who had done the work, and I was the one who had brought that baby. And you know, and to to deliver life into your hands, I, it, it there is something so powerful about that. So 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 powerful. Um, yes. So yeah, wonderful wonderful experience. I loved it. Yes, hundred percent. I agree. Like I said, I wish it's just an experience that every woman could have because there's so much power that comes with it. So much enabling you to start off your journey as a mother with so much joy. Yes. Yes. And I will say, even if you choose not to do a water birth, you choose something else and you think that's the right decision for your baby. I would encourage all women to do the best they can to retain the power over their birth. That doesn't mean you have to do everything. Doesn't even mean you have to do, you know, it natural in your living room, but to not allow that power to be taken away from you. You're the one that has grown that baby and you're the one that will get that baby out, you know, barring a a needed C-section or something. But that, that is really, really powerful when I realized that, no, I have decision-making authority over this birth and I can choose to let this happen or this happen, you know, that's, it's really important, I think, for women to retain that. Yeah. Yes. I love to think when I'm, you know, and I've had some anxiety in some of my um, pregnancies and some of it is about, you know, giving birth. Will I be able to do it again? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I like to think a, th- a thought or a mantra I like to think about when I'm in those anxiety anxious times is to think about all the other women in history that have birthed babies. It's just kind of a calming effect to think about women have, women were created to do this. Yes. I I completely (laughs) agree. Yeah. I, have you ever read the book, the red tent? No. Oh, I love that book so much. If you are a birth junkie, I highly recommend this book. It talks about, you know, it's set, it's set in biblical times and it talks about the women of the red tent and that's where they gathered together during their menstrual cycle because they weren't, you know, they were unclean, considered unclean and they couldn't, um, do go about their daily life. But all of the women who were menstruating at the same time would go in there together and they would talk and, Mm. you know, uh, strengthen their sisterhood. And then that it was also where they, um, gave birth and that they would, you know, squat on the bricks and they'd be held up by their sisters and their mothers and their aunts. And it's really powerful. I will <sighs> say a little caveat about that book is they don't talk entirely positively about some of the authority figures in the Bible. So if you're a Christian woman, that might be <laughs> a little <laughs> offensive, but I just love the sisterhood feeling of it so much. I, I recommend it for that part. Okay. I'm going to check that one out. So my final little story I want to share is uh, my last one. I ended up going to a birth center for, and I can't fully explain why I decided to do this instead of uh, a home birth, maybe because of uh, the birth previous to that, that was the placental abruption was a little bit jarring, shook my confidence a little bit, but I just felt really, really good about going to a birth center instead of being at home this time. So I did that and we'd also moved farther away from the hospital. So I felt better about that. And that was a very unique experience and I really, really enjoyed it. I, I felt like it was just as comforting and positive as being in my home, maybe slightly more medicalized because they had, you know, maybe some stricter requirements to do, but I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, what I loved about this time was that I was able to, I've never been much of a music listener during labor. I like to like hyper focus on my breathing and relaxation. But this time I did keep my earbuds in the whole time listening to um, some hypnobirthing tracks. 
So we can we can link that too. If you're not familiar with hypnobirthing, it's one of my favorite ways of, of relaxing and wrapping yeah, your mind us, around how to give birth. Tell us more about that. I, I'm so curious about that. Yeah. So, you know, people kind of roll their eyes at the, at the hypnosis aspect of it, but it really is just a way of teaching yourself how to get into the most relaxed state you can be. So it's not like you're, you know, waving a watch in front of yourself and no hocus pocus. It's just (laughs) teaching your body and mind to become as calm and relaxed as possible so that this uh, baby can work itself out of you without resistance, right? When we feel pain, the first thing we want to do is tense up. And that's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do to get a baby out. <laughs> so it, it is fascinating. I highly recommend it to anyone who's interested in laboring at all, but especially a labor without an epidural or other drugs. It's just so, so powerful to help you get in that great zen-like state to be able to push your baby out. So I just listened to those tracks the whole time. And it also helped because that was the first time I think I mentioned in uh, that our other episode about welcoming babies, you know, siblings, welcoming yeah. babies, that we had kids there. And so it was helpful for me because I didn't hear any of their whispering. I didn't hear any comments. I was just totally in the zone. And that, I, I loved that experience. That's awesome. I, I'm going to keep that in mind because while I feel like I have a pretty high pain tolerance and have never um, felt the need or, or searched out any other you know pain relief during birth, I wonder if my daughters um, will perceive pain differently. And I, I would like to be able to you know have a tool in my toolbox to offer them yeah. also um, you know hypnobirthing. Check it out because some of them are really affected and respond to music as well. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes a lot of it has to do with the personality of the mother too. Like I'm very much a, um, kind of controlling tense, sometimes anxious person. And so if anything wasn't right or, or, or the labor came too hard and fast or some, anything unexpected, I tensed up and it was really hard for me to relax and get in, get into that good state. So that was really helpful. Cool. Okay, I have one more water birth um, experience to share. I was going to share the story um, of my fifth, no, sorry, my fourth. And um, this during this water birth, I had back labor. And um, so it was more intense. What happened was he was... I think I'm going to say this right. He was posterior. So he was face, his back was against my back. And normally a baby's back spine mm-hmm. will be out against your stomach. So his, as he descended down the birth canal and all that, because he was posterior, his, it was more intense on my spine. So I did have a water birth that time. And I think, I don't know what I would have done without the water because of, you know, all the things that we've said um, about helping with the pain. It, it really did help. But an, an additional thing that they had me do during that labor, was to lift up on my belly in each contraction to kind of move him a little Hmm. bit off Hmm. and relieve some of that pain. And they actually had a strap, kind of like a rubber exercise band strap Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they gave me that I was using to help lift up on my belly as well. (laughs) Oh, that's fascinating. And he actually, besides being posterior, he also had a little hand up by his face, by his head, by his ears, mm-hmm. because after his head came out, the midwife was just did a quick check. She wanted to, she thought she saw the cord around his neck and she wanted to check and she leaned over to check me and I said, ow, ow, don't touch me. Stop, stop, whatever you're doing. And she said, I, I, I don't have my hands in the water. I haven't, I haven't done anything yet. And there was little, I said, well, he's moving. Something's moving. Somebody's touching me. And he, it was his little hand. He was moving it. <laughs> 
little stinker. He was checking you. <laughs> I can get out of there, Brett. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've had a couple of posterior. I, I actually don't recall if any of them actually were born posteriorly, but they. But there was definitely uh-huh. that back labor for a long time, yeah. which usually means that the baby's flipped, and it is something else. In fact, uh, the only thing that really worked for me was the the counter pressure on the hips. Have you ever done that? Where you're Oh, husband or midwife, the, the, squeeze your hips. No, uh-uh, I haven't had that. Yeah, it's pretty. Maybe it's, because I was in water, it was yeah, hard to yeah, do yeah. that. You have to kind of like lean over a bed or something, and then my husband would come behind me and just kind of squeeze my hips together and lift up. And something about that pressure on the pelvis would help alleviate um, hmm. that baby's head pushing where it wasn't supposed to, but that that's intense. <laughs> I do have to share when you said um, about the cord possibly being wrapped around their neck. Um, so that's really common. I know a lot of people freak out when that happens, but it's actually extremely common and very rarely is cause for alarm um, having the cord wrapped around a baby's neck. In fact, this last baby, I did post a portion of the video on Instagram. If you want to scroll back, I'll have to post it again, maybe on our Instagram. Um, because what I did catch him coming out, but he wouldn't budge. He was stuck down there. And so I said, I I, I unwrapped his cord once around his neck and then the midwife came over to help. And I think we unrolled him like four or five times. He was so tangled (laughs) up in that cord. He wouldn't like, we barely got him out of the water. And then after that, he couldn't get up to my chest. So we're like rolling, rolling. (laughs) It was pretty funny. So just all kinds of crazy things happen at birth. It's a fascinating time. I love it. Uh, So amazing and powerful. Yeah. So just a few final thoughts. We love water birth so much. Obviously, it is evident, but it is not the right birth for everyone. We just want to finish with that to share that you will know the best decision for you and your baby if you pray about it, you think about it, you do the research, um, and you go with the the option that sounds the best and the safest for you and your baby. But if it happens to be water birth, you're in for a wild ride. It's going to be a great fun. Yes, totally. And um, I wanted to say that if you have had a birth that has been traumatic and you're looking for your next birth to be maybe a healing experience, um, maybe the atmosphere of water birth with the kind of the private space for yourself, um, it might just be the thing that you're looking for. So just a a note on that there. And obviously, I also... um, I think water birth is an amazing <laughs> way to give birth. It's, I, I don't know, it almost feels like cheating because you miss out on a lot of the pain and, and everything. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's pain, right? I've delivered over 10 pound babies. There's pain. You mean but there's it's, pressure. That's what we're supposed to say. There's just pressure. pressure. No, there's yes. pain. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just, like, I have such a strong feeling that I just wish that every woman could have a powerful birth so that instead of when women um, gather around a pregnant woman and they start telling their birth horror stories, that it could be a culture of a little more encouraging and uplifting and confidence building um, so that, like, I would love to bring some positivity back to the whole birth scene. And I just think water birth is a good step in that direction. So that's my final thoughts. I love that you shared that because my first water birth was most definitely a healing experience after having two births that I was not particularly pleased with and were a little bit traumatic. I was so grateful to have that peaceful, beautiful, beautiful experience. And and we definitely want to share that birth can be beautiful. So... Okay, so we have some recommendations. We've talked about waterbirth.org, which is um, run by Waterbirth International, an amazing lady, Barbara Harper, who's doing some amazing work with water birth around the world. Um, she has written the book, Gentle Birth Choices. It's a, both a book and a video. And then there's another, uh, this is an old, you're going to have a hard time finding it, but it's an old water birth um, 
video. It's called Birth into Being, and it's actually in Russia. Um, women go to the Black Sea and birth their babies there in the Black Sea. It's, oh, it's incredible. <laughs> so if you can find that one somewhere and get your hands on it, grab that one. I will also link to the hypnobirthing resources we talked about, uh, my favorite way of relaxing during birth. And then I have a handful of posts on my blog about birth as well. Um, not particularly water birth, but about natural birth and about C-section, about VBACs, about all the things that I've had to go through. So I will link those as well. And a few other of my favorite, favorite natural birth books, if that's something you're looking into. And we will most definitely be doing more podcasts about birth because we love it so much. Yeah. And we're good at it, right? (laughs) (laughs) We get it done. (laughs) And if in the meantime, well, we're, um, working on our next episodes about birth. If you want to listen to more podcasts about birth, try the Birth Hour podcast. Uh, That one's amazing. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a written review on iTunes. If you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can reach us at outnumberthepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at outnumberthepodcast. See you next week. Um, and their women tear, um, have fewer tears to their perineum, per- <laughs> right? Perineum? Yes. Perineum? No, yes. perineum. Yes. Perineum? Perineum. Yes, perineum. <laughs> yes, there's our outtake, folks. <laughs> but, but, we're, but we're birth experts. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got it. <laughs> How do we say it again? Perineum. Per- perineum. Per- perineum. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> I to won't their, be able to say it without laughing. Uh, 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 what's the other word? Uh um floor pelvic floor say pelvic floor there we go all right